This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Nice to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. This is episode 44, series 8 of the Sounding Board. It's a Thursday afternoon, an unusual time slot for this particular show. And I'll look across the desk. You're in person, Craig Hutchison. Hello. Hello, Damo. Nice to see you, or as the papers call you these days, Mr. Barrett. <laughs> yeah. Nice to see you, Mr. Barrett. You, I noticed you, we got, you got taken seriously in your commentary last week when you were printed up as Mr. Barrett for the first time. We have referenced in the past that the, the uh, Mr. and Mrs., which 98% of the population get, seem to avoid us when we're referencing the papers. But well, you, you're Mr. Hutchison too, I think. It was the first time, yeah. I think, in history, and we're in the, both saying the same story. So there you go. Uh, anyway, Mr. Barrett... Um, <laughs> Sorry to everyone for the, not that anyone really cares about us, but I've had a few people give me a drive-by on the late drop of the podcast this week. So had a little bit on, you've been in. Uh, no, 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 no. This is not on me. This is, this is on your diary. I, I think it was meant to be Monday or Tuesday. Got a, I got the yep. text and email from Amanda pushing it no, back. you were uh, late. You no, were, I wasn't. I've got ha- nothing to do right now. Your phone goes off two or three days at a time. <laughs> you've got a beard that resembles something between the guy off the hangover and Teen Wolf. <laughs> been very difficult to track down from your from your twenty two weeks slumber. You walked in today with a pair of thongs on and no, a I don't fake do tan. Th- I don't do thongs publicly unless I'm on a beach. So uh, sorry for the late drop. Speaking of late, yep. by the way, what about the what about the late news yesterday? On Uber. <laughs> well, you broke of all the stories. You broke this story six weeks ago on this show. You know, all you know, going back on the talk about the war stories of the things that we've may or may not have broken over the years. The Uber taxi truce <laughs> finally found its way into the print. I was staggered that wasn't picked I've had three up the taxis. day you broke it. I got another taxi the other day. I had people reach out directly saying it happened to me and, you know, must be isolated. It hasn't been in the paper. And then they, and there you go. Wasn't it presented in one of the papers as, quote, yep. an exclusive? Was yep. it presented as an exclusive or just a story? Exclusive, yeah. Oh. Breaking news. <laughs> you, you broke it. I say six weeks ago. It was at least three weeks ago. Oh, I've been fascinated yeah. with the Uber Taxi truce. Next yeah. thing I know, you'll be writing a column in the Herald Sun with a picture byline. That's what's going to happen next if <laughs> Uber and and, uh, um, and the ta- let's just recap the week because you did launch last week, Hutchie. You'd uh, you'd been silenced and you'd been silent, and then you broke your silence last week on the sounding board uh, just to have I feel a belated and a rightful response to the attack from the Herald Sun and, no, no. and a lot of articles being written That's about you, Stephen Drill driving the articles. I'm and not, I'm not backing over all this again. So no, 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 you're not, but I just want to see how your week's been because they've just backed away, haven't they? They've just, you've, you've, you've put one back over the bow and gone. That's not true either. Now, so, now it's just like your normal business. It's uh, like a lot of businesses, you've got a debt, which which most seem to have at the moment. It's, no, I, I uh, did an interview with the with News Limit on the weekend, which ran on Saturday in the... Oh, so you've... Broken bread and had no, the no. coffee. It was a, it's the right thing to do to sit down and explain where we are. So we who'd you do that with? With John Stentold. Ah, but that, that's not Herald Sun. That's Ra- Australian. It ran full page. It in did the, run in this Herald, Herald Sun. Sun. Yeah, yeah. But it was there was. A, uh, so you wanted to go above Stephen Drill and take a financial not journalist this, lens. Like, honestly, it was just the right thing to clear the air on where we are and our chairman, who is uh, not as uh, exposed to the media as myself, but. Very astute leading Australian business figure, so it was nice of him to uh, lead some context as well. Anyway, but it and is what it is. I saw there, was, move a, on. there was a headline, though, after last week. There was a fire sale, but I did read the article, and I, I thought that could have actually been presented as smart business decision. You buy something for a certain amount, you sell it for a, a fair bit more. That, to me, well, and tell me if I'm wrong, that's a profit, and yet I, I, I saw it was promoted as a, a fire sale. Well, it had been in discussion for several months, 
We've been working on that for since the middle of the year, and it's paired with a content supply agreement. So that's they become a syndication partner. Yep. And also we maintain the commercial rights and we extended our relationship in Australia for three years. So it was a multifaceted deal that had been. But it was a profit, wasn't it, out of it? For the way I read it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great outcome for our business. And, uh, it wasn't presented that way. Honestly, can, you're, Eddie, you're Eddie Jones in me. All this negativity is washing all over me. Where's the where's the grab zipper? Hey, you brought you brought me down last week. I, I was quoted in the paper trying You've, to defend you. And you. I've got Eddie Jones doorstop as I've walked in. You're right there, fellas. Well, you you supported Eddie Jones at the time. I did. Like, yeah. Get a bit positive in life. Let's let's move ahead. The front window is bigger than the than the uh, rear vision mirror demo, and I think we get on with it. Is right. it proof though that if you if you do fire back that you get a better reporting? I didn't fire back at anyone you did, at all. You broke your I, silence and you No, I, I, uh, I clarified uh, my views of Graham Mott. We'll be introducing the Motties, by the way. The award's ongoing for out, Outlandish Spokesperson of the Week. What's coming? In we've the got next them next week because uh, I've yep. been told this is our second last episode for um, the year. And, and as what? we do now for the past two or three or four or five, we do our own awards, like the uh, the News Limited people win yep. News Limited awards. We, we award the Soundies. What I would say is when the algorithm finds you in modern – Digital journalism. It's very hard to get away from the algorithm, isn't it? It goes in phases, I guess, but it's... It, the verity. Yeah. I think one, like... You know, let's use Josh Giddy as an example of this for a sec, right? This is, I think this is how journalism's changed, and um, it's a dangerous topic to talk about, but I do want to talk about the journalistic side of it, yeah. right? Yeah, Tell me if I'm being... Set it up. Set it up yeah. for, for those who, who may not be aware of yeah. it. And, and just talk in generic terms about the charges, or sorry, the, the allegations okay. and the issue at hand. Well, park Josh to the left for a sec then, and we'll talk about his circumstance, right? Because yep. the, the, the truth is, is... No one knows. No one knows. No one knows. This is how I think journalism potentially has changed, inadvertently or otherwise, based upon the digital economics of modern times, right? There's reports out of the States um, about an elite basketballer who is alleged by some to have had an inappropriate dealing with a minor. Now, after photos circulated on social media. Yep. Now, I think um, five to ten years ago, so that, look, if, if, if true, um, shocking, morally indefensible, yep. deserves every ramification. If innocent, um, Entirely unfair, terrible he's been dragged into it, you know. So the, I don't know anything other than the yep. situation of a elite sportsman being subject to that allegation. Uh, if it's true, it's apparent, and if it's false, it's apparent, right? Ten years ago, it probably doesn't get reported. Yep. Not saying that's right or wrong. That was the, t- that was the circumstance of the time. Five years ago, it probably gets reported but the journalist is working intensely to try and ascertain the facts. How old was the girl? Who is the girl? Who is the girl? Yep. Um, where is ha- she from? Where is she from? How does the family yep. feel about What's it? What's her date of birth, which is key to Date of birth is central to the story, yep. right? I, I don't sense, and this began in the States, so this is not aimed at anyone domestically. I don't sense anyone's even really hunting the, the facts here. I just think it's, uh, well, it's going to drive... 
digital traffic for five, six, seven days. There is, there is a story. I mean, there, there is a story because but the, NBA, actually the NBA hunt? itself, the, the NBA itself oh, has, oh, no, has we, said he's we, looking into it. Yeah, and but that's here's the thing. Everyone's light touch on it. Is the NBA looking into it? Yeah, okay, that's today's story. Tomorrow, uh, who responses? Are they? Are you investigating it? Um, well, yeah, I guess we have to. Okay, Wheat Bix investigating. I don't think anyone's actually trying to understand what 40 happened. Million, $40 million do you, deal. Do you think anyone's actually trying to understand what happened? Or do you think people are just happy to give it another 24 uh, hours of digital life by just yeah. fishing around the outskirts of it? And it's, like, Is the search for the truth it's a bit, still central to journalism? Is it grubby to look into this as, a, as an independent person? Wouldn't you, isn't that something you want to leave the authorities to it might do? Be, it, might I mean, be I, a, it might be a bad example. But I mean, a starting is, point would be to get to the, the person's birth certificate. Do you think the or search... Not birth certificate, birth date. Do you think the search for the truth... Is still central to journalism. No, but you know I know. You, you know I think that. Or, or, or do you think letting a story run an extra day or two by um, by tidbits is more important to a modern I, publisher? I, I, look, remove Josh Giddy from this. Storytelling by omission is almost the the lead weapon now of, of a lot of people in in media. De- deliberately leaving out known fact or known parts of stories to get the the click and the headline and the the scandal around it. And and I'm removing Josh Giddy from all of this right yeah. now. But I, you I, know my views on I that. I don't think people... People I'd, deliberately omit what they know. Well, I, I think it's actually... I don't think modern journalists... Like, there, there's obviously significant exceptions to this. You know, you, of course there are. You know, you see a lot of great journalism on television and in front of papers. So I, there, there's, but, like, in general... I don't think the hunt for the real truth is as um, fundamental as it was. But you're acting surprised at that. But what we've discussed this for pretty much the eight years we've been doing the show, nine years now. Yeah, I just, I just think it's getting worse, right? Even when you correct a journalist now on something, mm. they go, "Okay, thanks for that," and then they still write the, the same number again the next day. Or the mm. it's unusual. Just back on the specifics of. Of Josh, because like ringing his sponsors and asking him how they feel is a is, is, is a manufacturer, right? How how else do they answer that? But They're you've done diff- those stories. Oh, look, when, when the when the wave oh. of players started having drink driving offences, and then there was the 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 anti drink driving sponsorships of footy oh. clubs. I'm sure you would have covered those stories, Hutch. Oh. Richmond's oh, sponsorship absolutely. was in jeopardy because of players who'd done it. And, and I, I certainly covered those stories yeah. at the no, time. I've, I've absolutely done those yeah, stories. So, so that, that's just an extension it's, of that, isn't it? It's a fair question to ask. In, in the modern world, a brand has to answer it in the, in in that way. But it is it is a manufacturer, right? It is a... Oh, yeah, but it, th- that angle I don't have an issue And then the, with. Then the number got misreported widely on the Wheat Bix deal. So... <laughs> Sanitarium had to put out a statement saying, did you see that? I, 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 I flicked you the statement you did, yesterday. You, you forwarded us that Sanitarium put out a statement saying, look, oh, we understand everyone husks us about Josh, yeah. but someone wrote the number 40 million and then it's just been republished. <laughs> 40 million? It's a $40 million basketball deal, isn't Someone it? got his wage mixed up with the Wheatbix deal. And then that just became the, uh, Josh's $40 million Wheatbix deal in question to the point that it put out a statement saying, that's not what we pay him. <laughs> I'm laughing at that figure being so inflated. I, I did screenshot it. When, a number, get, find when it. a number gets printed by someone, everyone just accepts it as it runs with the number. Yeah. Because they've got a reference point. Oh, well, you know, it was in the uh, age that it was 40 minutes, so must be right. Or uh, whatever. I'm, I, I'm just using that as an example publication, not an exact one. I can't find it when I need to right now, but it was referenced there. Yep. Uh, well, so that organisation, as in the one that was uh, attacking you there for a, a couple of weeks, 
wanted to go down the the wheat bix path and and find out. What, well, I just think everyone did. I don't think it was yeah. specifically. Yeah, to be I don't. But the same organisation only five days earlier. Am I right in going with this? Yeah, you can finish your sentence. Well, well do you yeah. want it? Do you want to do it? Do you, you want to finish it? No, I'm no. Had Josh Giddy effectively, well, not effectively, had his byline on a story promoting NBL super coach. Yeah, he's, he's been the super coach uh, ambassador. ambassador. Well, let's yep. go with ambassador. Yep. I, I'd imagine there's a commercial arrangement there, would yeah, you think? Would, and, the, and if it's not, he's an ambassador. Well, I'm he, not sure. His byline was in the paper. It was by Josh Goody. Yeah, I don't know and, that and commercial relationship with the paper or the league. I have no idea. But he that is true that he is the um, super coach ambassador. So if that organisation wants to see what Sanitarium is saying about the Wheat Bix deal and saying it was a $40 million deal when it was nowhere near it. it I don't know where the number came from them, by the way, but I understand your point. Your point is that if they are going to ask Sanitarium their view of the sponsorship, they hmm. would then ask themselves. Yeah. Their view. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, but it's a complicated one, is right? Is it? Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. It is a, it'd be a complicated one to report on yourself, though, Damo. You know my views on that. Not, no much point doing that, to be fair. But they got comments from the NBA and. The owners of yeah, Wheat I think I would assume they. What, just, what would the Herald Sun be or News Limited be saying about it? Well, I, I, again, they may have referenced it somewhere. I, I've read. Yeah, I, I think know, I've read every article, and I, I may have missed it. My hand is up. I may, I may have missed the little reference. I they assume might have they had just about. probably uh, all parties just down tools until it until it moves through. But it, if it moves through, I don't. I don't know. But we want to hold other companies all, to account on involvement. I, I just think, um, you know, I. Shouldn't comment on on the whole thing probably. Oh, you should. Yeah, no. No, now's the time you should. What what were you about to say there? I saw you were about to say something. I'm a, I'm just a big believer in the presumption of innocence and proving guilty. So I haven't. If an allegation by somebody had been made, I just don't know who they made the allegation. Just it's just this floating in the nev- mm. in the wilderness. This have I missed? I, I, no, I'm putting. If, if an individual had made the claim, I'd, ta- I'd, I'd take it on trust. I'm surmising sure. that a photo appeared somewhere and a friend of. One of the two people, Josh or the girl, may have then thought, "Hang on, hang on." When that photo was taken, or if it was taken on this, that's that's yeah. my assumption on that, and that could be dangerous to be making. Yeah, well, I think we'll presume. Yeah, everyone, presumption of innocence is very fair and reasonable in life, Damon. I'd, I'd choose to accept that to be the. Yep. The, the, the case. A uh, lot of heavy topics today, and that was one we just waded through, and I hope we made a little bit of sense there in the end. Um, the Bruce Lehrman case, we'll get to that in a moment, Hutchie, but a couple of sporting bodies right now have put themselves in the news for, for reasons that relate to image and, and being the reason we're going to now talk about them. One being Netball Australia and the pay dispute with its players, and I want to get to that, and I know I'm going to get to that through your lens as now an owner of a, of a club in the competition. Um, before we do... The Racing Victoria situation with Jamie Carr's case now playing out publicly. The the again another image on social what, media. What is, what is this? Is it nineteen eighty five with this Jamie Carr case? Well, that's what I'm, I think I'm going to go the yeah. same line. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, so so is this still going? It's still going, but it but they've chosen to it delay it going. until the completion of the spring carnival, like they did with Damien Oliver a couple of years ago, who had his first and only bet at ten thousand dollars on a horse that wasn't in the race he was in, and and, and that was his only bet he'd ever had apparently. But they let him ride in the Melbourne Cup, and then had this that is case. any other sport that's dealt with in the same day, and there's a- the same day. And when you say, look, if you want to suspend, just go do what the AFL does, like Jack Ginevan got caught. Give him two weeks, everyone moves on. Like you've got a two-week ban to stop playing the game for two weeks. Once the image yep. went public, Jamie Carr, image goes public. She's not the only sports person we know for a fact doing 
something along those lines. Doesn't make, yet, it, doesn't make it defensible. Doesn't, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's not, not good. But, but, but it, let's face it. She's not the only sports person to be doing I this. I have and, huge. And right now, I feel that Racing Victoria, and I know you think I'm harsh on them, Hutchie, but why are they playing this out the way they are? Where, where she or her people are being cross-examined by by lawyers who are smashing them like, over something that I think a lot of people do in sport and life. It's like 1982. It's like a time capsule, this uh, hearing. You know, you're bringing in experts. Can you tell what uh, what angle that photo is taken on? And do you think it's powder? Could it be baking powder? Like, what is this? Like, and So this is how I'm watching from the cheap seats. I, I see it this way. Jamie Carr is a fantastic ambassador for racing, an elite athlete who has done a great job. Had a great Flemington Carnival. Had a great career. Let's assume Jamie has done the wrong thing here as it as – it, Yep. Um, let's say she has, as a fact. Make a decision, provide a sanction, provide support. Yeah. Support? Where's the support? What's the point of putting in front of lawyers for two, three, four weeks? It's a boat race anyway. Let's go end up with some version of a sanction. I don't get it. And, that, just find and, it. and the, the defense to that might be, well, look, our constitution or our rules say we need to do this. Fix the rules. It's it's not the right way to treat an elite, a leading um, athlete, a leading, like someone who's trans, who's inspired so many other young female jockeys to want to be jockeys. Yep. I know that the behavior might be uh, indefensible uh, and I don't condone the use of drugs in any oh, way. She's I, not the only racing identity to be doing that activity, okay? Let's let's get table like, that as well. A, a room of people in suits cross-examining yeah. and sitting in judgment, yeah. like from the legal profession. Yeah. Come on, six, <laughs> six months or, or months after it I, happened. I just feel I feel fair on this. Yeah, I do too. I, I, really I do. do too. But yep. but raising it, they, they've brought this on themselves uh, to a point, haven't they? Oh, it's, just, it? it's just a structural problem somewhere it, in the system. G- give yep. her a, give her a two meeting ban or, or a one meeting ban or a 10 day ban or whatever it is or, they want to do, do it. She'll, she'll cop it. And it would have been better to do it that way than the way it's played out. Yep. And the other thing with the bans is like in, in racing, it's all about, well, you're going to be suspended for 17 meetings and we've worked out that Seymour Thursday week yeah. versus like everyone gets suspended in a convenient time. Well, she was allowed to ride during the spring carnival. So how do you, how she rode winners on Derby Day. And and now we're hearing this case for that was months ago. She should have, been, should have been given a, Three-week ban uh, before the spring, done and dusted. Appeal if you want after the spring. This yep. is what's happening. Yeah, this is what we're doing. Yep. This, this is what we're doing. Not, we don't need to hear the case. Netball Australia, there, there's, there's, a, there's a motion attached to this now. I saw Joe yep. Weston even, I don't know whether it was yesterday or today, Hutchie, sometime in the past 24 hours, the Australian Netball Players Association uh, chairperson or president, she was emotional in an ABC interview. I've seen Kelly Ryan speak on SEN Today giving the uh, actual um, administration side of Netball Australia's position. It's ugly. And for a sport that's had has not come out at all well out of COVID, again, there's some, I think, shooting of feet here, from maybe from both sides. But it's a very ugly situation. Yeah, and it's obviously a delicate one for me because we're a new owner or we're about to become a new owner in a month's time of a Suncorp Super Netball League franchise, so it's just an unusual situation to be to to come into this um, discussion. Probably a few things I would I would say. So it, I've said this before, and I'll move on. It's important to get it right. So it is, yeah, getting a little bit 
uncomfortable on both sides. But I, I've always thought that getting it right is it, it's happened. AFL went through it. NRO went through it. Not, AFLW well, went through AFL it. doesn't go through it to this extent. Ha- Whatever you want to say about the yeah, yeah. AFL no, and the PA, I get it. This doesn't happen. It's it's complicated when you are trying to move towards a revenue share in a sport that's yet to make profit. That's a, that's a little abnormal. So it's a complicated negotiation. Um, I think it's unfortunate that it's starting to play out as publicly as it is, but I understand why both sides have shifted gear on trying to tell their story because both sides, mm. you know, Kelly's clearly done the rounds in the last two days and that's I think that's the right thing to do and equally uh, respect the players' view. Is she up to the task? I ask that because that's yeah, being well, like, posed. And, and and not just Kelly, Ryan, but, but by extension, the administration and the board and, yeah. and whoever runs the sport. Well, I believe in Kelly and her administration, and I feel that Nepal Australia have got a good vision for the game. I understand others who don't necessarily, who have been here longer and will say that's a naive view. Equally, I have huge respect for the athletes, and we're dealing with our athletes, and they, they deserve they deserve everything the game can afford to pay them and more. And their heart is in the right place on this, without question. And their position is strong and to be admired. So I can understand, I'm just looking from the outside, looking in, I can understand from both sides. The the money, by and large, not is is in the right sphere for each party, right? But the, the mechanic of the revenue share and the profit share has been has proven complicated for, for both. Uh, I'd like to is see... Is there a profit to be made by way of a guarantee? Yeah, I think the game, hopefully it can solve this in the next week or so. It's important that it gets solved. I think the game can move. Remind me, please. When, when's the season due to start? Season starts in April. I think the game can move forward really quickly, and I think it's going to be a really exciting season next year. I, I see, I've seen the caliber of the athletes and what they're made of, and I, I just, you know, it's it's a really unusual one because they. I think the the, the netball Australia offered might have um, been perceived by Liz Ellis and others to have been, um, what's the word? You know, fell, fallen short of the mark. Mm. It, what did it did come from a good place though? Like, it is un, it's really uncomfortable to see elite athletes not yet have their situation solved. And I'd love to see it done quickly. So would the clubs. What complicates things probably a little bit is there's some member organisations in states who own teams. What revenues are the states versus the clubs is not always defined. And where but, do you fit in, given given well, you are now a, effectively a private owner? Yeah, it's really easy. It's easier for us because we're one club that's not tangled up in a member organisation or a pathway program or funding junior sport. or We're just a, a club. But um, I, I think that the players do deserve a share of the spoils of the game. The mechanic doesn't seem like it's landed on the perfect fit for both. I've offered some views privately on some different ways through. You mean the, the circuit breaker? Um, no, but... Um, Hang on. There's a headline for someone. I think there's a lot of suggestions. Hutchie's got involved in, in no. peace talks. There's a lot of suggestions what coming. Would you, what would you suggest they do? What, what's Because I was going to ask I, you I this. Wanna, what is the yeah, circuit-breaking I, I, I movie? Wanna, I don't want to get into that because I'm coming from such a position of – I'm like late to the party. But like, it, I know what you're like, though, Hutchie. If you're getting involved, you're telling people what to do. You're clicking fingers. I'm a, I just think – I think we all should we'll spend this, our – You have yeah. a whiteboard going, wouldn't you? Have you done a whiteboard? In, in simple terms, I think we all should spend our time growing the sport. It's got an incredible platform to grow, and I do think the athletes deserve to share in that to the right level. Could you be the peacemaker here? I'm sure I wouldn't be the last one invited to uh, to play that role, Damon. Moving on, 
Mark Cuban, who I, I think to a lot of our listeners would be well known, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks and a, and a maverick himself by way of his own business dealings and his uh, public profile. He's uh, he's still a young man, uh, you know, in, in that business sense, but he's owned this basketball club now for, what, the best part of 20 years, Hutchie, maybe even more. Successful club, very different, very outspoken, regularly fined by the NBA for comments that he makes publicly about operations and he's prepared to make those comments and cop the fine even before he makes the comments, he's decided to sell part of the club. He's keeping control of it. It's an interesting move because the way I read it, Hutchie, without delving into every single word written about it, he's doing so by, by, by virtue of bringing some people who have got casino connections in on the ownership, which then opens up a whole new world for him, I think, through that casino ownership in a sport and a country that is embracing... Yeah. The gambling dollar within the sports. Is that a, a fair well, assessment paid, of what you've seen him? He paid two eighty five million into a game and his first game and he bought it eight weeks later for two hundred and eighty five million in two thousand. He's written an incredible wave. If you look at um the deal which is He paid that much, did he, twenty years ago? Yeah, it's now worth five billion. What's that my mathematics not good, is it twenty X or let's go with twenty. Yeah, about, yeah, about that fifteen maybe. Yep, yeah. It's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. There might be nothing like that. Better work that no, out. No, that's all right. Yeah, fifteen. Well, if, it, well, if, it was, if it was two fifty, yep. yeah. And he'll keep a minor stake, so he cashes he cashes in on a good number, keeps a minor stake, and he keeps control of the basketball program. It just shows you how emotional ownership can be. Mm. He's kept basketball ops in his role. Yeah. But you're getting five minutes on, oh, I've still got to be able to shape what the team looks like. So that's um, that's interesting. But the casino connection. Well, has he taken it in, in part in script, has he? Rather than, oh, yeah. Again, I, I just know that the, 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 new, the owners yeah. coming in have got casino connections. Yeah. He's, he's an infinitely interesting character. He's he's great company. He's uh, the life of the place. He's smart. He's made some great moves along the way. And, you know, I, th- I think, um, you know, the, us carrying the name Mavericks in Nepal, you know, <laughs> wasn't because of, of Mark, but it certainly doesn't ha- doesn't hurt in my mind of his uh, appetite for, for global sports. So, yeah, a, a decent move, I think. Yep. Uh, fairly illiquid assets, right? So do, if you're getting that type of number and still maintaining a shareholding, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. The Bruce Lerman troll, the defamation. You've been watching this today. Or, or, yeah. Or... Without, without making sure, I'm, I'm not watching it or, or get, I'm just getting what's coming to us via the, you know, the various uh, very good media reporting on it. But the case that he's taken against uh, Lisa Wilkinson and Channel 10 and then appearing as a witness is Brittany Higgins herself, um, all, relation, all relating to the, the interview that she gave Lisa Wilkinson on the project um, back in February 2021. Leading up to this, we saw the criminal part of, of this case be aborted by the, uh, the prosecutors when they felt that the mental health of Brittany Higgins wasn't going to be able to be sustained through the case and at a very, very late stage and a controversial late stage and something that's played out publicly very, very significantly prior to this. What was the lead up to this? Now, now Bruce Lemon has himself has decided to take this action through the, the civil courts, but Hutchie, he has now opened this case up again in a way that I feel, and what I've uh, seen to this point, is is adverse to him. And you wonder, oh, look, I wonder why you, you would go down that path if you're him. Why would he do this? It, it defies belief why you would. I shouldn't get too like it's it's such a, a delicate and respectful issue, and it's hard to comment on it with any it sense is. of it is. Um, he he went to trial, 
and somehow somehow didn't have to face the yep and this, the actions when when Shane yep. Drumgold and we've discussed this and others have discussed this the Listen, when the, the chief prosecutor and his team decided to to remove the case and the and the cause of the case at the late stage after there was an issue with a juror and then the yeah the second trial didn't go ahead because of the concern over Brittany Higgins's mental health mental health so now, and again I I would I wouldn't be underestimating Brittany Higgins mental health she's chosen to appear here as a witness well, for Lisa Wilkinson and Channel 10 and, and we're talking today and I've already time coded it uh, Thursday late Thursday afternoon and coming in only the couple of hours ago she was getting absolutely smashed yeah, look, by, by by Bruce Slimmon's lawyers so he has he's been well, I'm not sure what the technical term is. No case to answer, or insufficient evidence, or whatever it was in the in the first hearing. But well, the, the prosecutors what, took the case away. Yeah. What What is clear is that he had the ability, whether you think he was innocent as guilty or or neither, he had the ability to go move on and and rebuild a life, seeking um, vengeance, which yeah. is what this is really. Yeah, it is. It's awfully unsightly. And, and he's... Okay. It's incredibly uh, disappointing uh, and disrespectful. And in this case, he's admitted to lies that have been uncovered and, by others. And, and, and again, the, the telling of the lies is often the key. And, and people and, sometimes tell lies without realising they're lying. Yeah. But, but equally, Brittany Higgins today has admitted to multiple, well... Versions of events that were not as she had previously reported them to be, either through private conversations yep. or through other official means relating to then, this case. And then, if your stomach didn't churn when you saw that video emerge of him singing along to, uh, I, I know, I know you think you're in the privacy of your own home and whatever uh, you think in your head, and yeah. your mate's not going to, you know, like it was just disgusting. I, I fought the law and Bruce won. That like, one, that was yeah. that was really uh, offensive to watch. Maybe all you need to know about that guy. Yeah, like it's made, it made your stomach turn. Uh, it made you sick to see that. Uh, again, whatever your, your view is of whatever happened, it's not... Um, would Shane Drumgold now, and he was the Director of Public Prosecutions, would he be rethinking his decision and well, those around the him with the civil- to, to remove the case? Because because Brittany Higgins has chosen here to appear as a witness. So to use her, well, the her barrier, mental health... It's a, it's a civil case. The barrier of proof is so much lower. Right, and yes, it's, but and still in, the, in a criminal criminal case, and a, and a really significant, as I read, and is a really significant charge in a criminal case, the barrier of proof is way higher. So this, we're dealing with a lower level yep. playing field. This is not Bruce versus Brittany. This is Bruce versus Lisa Wilkinson. Remember, mm. um, but it's become it's always going to be about Bruce versus Brittany, and, and that's why, of course, it was. It was, and Ill, that's what's happening now. Ill-advised for him to to do this, and and then you've got. A seven versus ten. Oh well, that's emerging in this too. So, tell me your views on this. So, oh, this extraordinary you've been pretty element big on payment of interviews before. I've, I've had a different view in in a normal walk of life. This is obviously not a normal normal circumstance. So, seven's decision to pay him for a a year's rent, hmm. which has emerged, they would have been a year's rent. They'd have been mortified that this emerged in court, yeah. wouldn't they? Seven. Um, what do you think of what do you think of that? Well, we. We again we discussed it at the time. I'm pretty sure we recorded what Channel Seven at the time when they said nothing was paid apart from, and there was a reference to accommodation, and it was alluded to. Look, maybe while we're doing the interview, we'll put him up in a place maybe for four or five nights. Now that was the way it, it read. Yeah, a that, year, a year, a year, and it sounds like it's in a pretty nice area with a pretty nice view. 
I mean, for a year. It it's clear that that was a means to have him paid without saying you're paying, right? Mm. That's clear. And that and then when you ask that question, albeit yep. in a civil court, you have to answer truthfully. So you can't. I don't know, or I don't understand. Or he must have known that he, but he's basically rolled them on that, hasn't he? Um, so where, okay, and then let, let's then link that that payment from Channel Seven, and it's it's a Kerry Stokes run Channel Seven arrangement with the whole Ben Robert Smith situation and the defence of Ben Robert Smith to a point and a significant point in his case of bankrolling his decision to seek recourse through the and courts. I, and I read today from Nick McKenzie, who's had. Uh, and to be fair, an interesting couple of weeks. He has, and we'll discuss another part of Nick McKenzie's world in a moment. Yep. We've been asked to by a lot of our listeners, but, but let, he, let's deal with the Ben Roberts Smith those, part of it. Those emails now are going to be made public, so I read today. Yeah. yeah. He, he tweeted that, that, yep. that a, a part of that settlement, and at this stage he and Age and, and Fairfax and SMH have won that case to this point. Ben Robert Smith has yep. indicated he's going to appeal, but emails pertaining to the, so to the defence sent, You'd imagine from Kerry Stokes's building, maybe Kerry Stokes's office himself, they, by way of this latest development today, will be made public in some form. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be really interesting how that plays out, Damon. I don't know what to make of that either. No. So there's that aspect, and again, we've had a few people actually tag us in. I'm assuming you've seen it yourself. Uh, Peter Schiff, who is a, an American economist, explain this to me. We'll retweet this from our sounding board. At we don't some need to retweet. We don't retweet. No, okay. we don't need to retweet. Right. Okay. Sorry, I know you're in charge of the show. I just turn up and contribute. Um, so explain this to me. You're, well, you're, he's he sent out the unedited version of Winx's interview with him. Yeah. To, to try and paint Winks in a bad light yeah. of the tactics he used. Yeah. You, you said to me, watch this, watch this. I, I, no, I didn't say watch this. I don't I, have I 22 weeks off. I didn't, I didn't watch it. I haven't had time. <laughs> but he got what He's he did have get. to explain to us. He got a half million dollar settlement go his way. It yep. was a, it was did a, you watch it? No, I didn't. It was a part of a case that, that was involving tax evasion yep. and, and an investigation internationally from various bodies into tax Evasion around the world, and and there was nothing. Not even one charge was laid against this. Yeah, so he's Mr. Suge- Peter Shiv. His suggestion was that he was manipulated into being interviewed, and the the, the tone of the interview was manipulative. Yeah, that's that's what he's yeah. absolutely saying. Do you think yeah. that's true? I, again, I haven't watched it. Oh, you you like say just because you're all in on Winks, you can't bring yourself to watch it. Um, we're we're talking about it now. Got, he's won five hundred thousand dollars out yep. of it. I think it's fair to we're we're actually saying that he has won this case against yep. Winks. So yep. that's a little X. I, I haven't had a chance to watch it. Yeah. But but what about the whole element of it? He, it's been found his way. So yep. therefore, as, as as at the moment, Ben Robert Smith has been found against. Yep. Nick McKenzie has been found against on this one. Yep. And it, and we are talking about it. Yeah. No journalist is perfect, Damo, is the moral of the My story. No person's perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's, yep. And it is a subjective game, journalism. Colin Jack. Colin Jackie O. Just on that, just by the way, I mentioned a, a manufacturer early. You know, the only other manufacturer that this is a bit of a light relief, not, not as heavy as we've been a bit heavy. Been a bit heavy, been yeah. heavy, yeah. The manu- for those who listen to Sandy, whatever, is the manufacturer, you know, the story that gets uh, manufactured, right? There's a lot of stories getting you go manufactured. In, you go in with a, um, you know, a, a lead line, you know, you know exactly what the answer is going to be to the question. Yep. And. You've already written the story before you go out, and then just go back and insert the quotes or the grabs in the TV world. And when the guest is in another, when the guest is from another country, they're a complicit manufacturer, Damo. 
right? I'll give you an example. Can they be uh, manipulated yeah. into the manufacturer? The Australian media, mm. the Australian media love to ask overseas guests what they feel about their city yes. or something going on in it, knowing full well the guests are going to go, it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been, Melbourne. It's magnificent. <laughs> it's one of the great sporting towns. Uh, American Star says Melbourne, great sporting town. <laughs> The manufacturer. I saw it during the week in uh, Sydney. Todd Gurley, who's doing the rounds for the NFL. Is he? I, I met him at the uh, at basketball the other night. Yeah. He's an XLA Ram. He's, yeah. do, he's doing the rounds promoting the NFL and he's promoting you know, playing Superstar. football and the Rams. And So he, he's going to each city saying it's the best place he's been. <laughs> <laughs> how much he loves it, how much he'd love to come back. And in his instance, it's true. In Sydney, I said, what do you think about the NRL's push into Vegas? Uh, did he? What do you think? He's, what do you think he answered that with? He's, he's got to play the complicit manufacturer role. So what does he say? Best move. I think it'll be great. I think it'll win <laughs> Americans over. I think it's a perfect place to have it. This was the story. Former NFL star Todd Gurley says Vegas perfect spot, <laughs> <laughs> and is confident Americans will support the concept. He expects to quote unquote grow naturally, just like Gridiron's expansion to Europe. So you, you got to go and play. The role every year. What do you think of the uh, new Gabba for the Olympics? Oh, I think it looks amazing. It's going to be sensational. You know, American Star says Gabba will be brilliant. <laughs> the manufacturer. So if you see, you know, superstars, um, you know, Coldplay come to Perth. Coldplay says Perth. You know, one of the best places in the world. Like it's it's very uh, complicit. Mm. Tell me, Cole and Jackie O, a lot of people have comments and opinions on their ability to work through the Melbourne market. Will they work through the Melbourne market? Well, it's interesting. It is. It would have been – so this is how it would have gone. I can – they've arrived at the number they want. 20. Is it 10 each or 20? It's 10 each, isn't it? It was 20 in total, I think, yep. wasn't it? Yeah. There it is. Uh, sorry, two. Sorry, two hundred. Sorry, yep. I've undersold them. Ten year radio deal worth two hundred mil. Yeah, ten, ten, ten each by two. All right. Yep. Plus share upside, plus incentives. In, in There's still language. incentives involved on top of that number. They would have said, "It's ten. That's the number." And I don't come back to me unless it's ten by ten each. Now each. The they are the, the we've talked about them at length before on the sound report. They they are the only proven audience needle mover in probably of that scale and magnitude in Australian radio history. Like they literally picked up an audience mm. from one FM, went to the exact opposite. That op, the network that now it's raiding the other one. Like did, does that, I don't think that deal happened. That, that's how much it swung the pendulum on that possibility at least of both great businesses, by the way, but that's, I don't think that raid ever got to this point in that, if they'd stay where they were, because they took an enormous amount of audience with them at the time, and and there's actually a proven cash consequence of a business that size in the move. So their ability to price themselves was not based on guess luck or judgment. It was 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 well assessed. Right, two public businesses. You can read the numbers. Um, but the Melbourne piece would have been about the challenge, or an agree of hubris. And I say that with respect, and. I don't know. They would do, I think they're in a position to push for it, right? So, so they would have pushed for oh, it. Oh, hundred percent. As part of getting and the number are, to that to that. And level. to be fair, and Kyle and Jackie O, if you are, you know, you want the next challenge. That's the ultimate challenge is to win Melbourne over. Yeah. Would they care? Well, if you are to be to be elite in media, you have to have a degree of self confidence, hubris, 
There you go, call it. Well, they've got all of that. I don't think that's going to change. And so they, they would want to say, well, no one's ever gone, come from Sydney to Melbourne and won it over before, so we want that challenge. And they have been on in Melbourne, just albeit at 6 o'clock at night for an hour, repackaged and all of those things. So, And if you're um, ARN, you've got to take seriously their request to do that because of their importance to you. So it would have been a difficult one to... Th- like, it's got... It's not... Look, everything they've done's worked. So it's got a greater chance of working than not working. Do you think it'll work? Well, I don't know. I've no idea, but I, I just know how they were told to ask for it. Uh, ARM were told to be have to respect that request. Um, I don't. You once th- had a public running with Cole. A long time. To- I didn't. He had a, he had a running with me, and I nodded along. I think is how it went. Don't know. But um, <laughs> he, he tore you apart one day on his radio yeah, show. He did about ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like it, their their track record is proven now. Historically, Melbourne's Melbournians don't love. Or, or even like Sydney content, but that, I was—that's vice versa too. I was—I can admit to being a bit cynical when they bought Christian O'Connell in from England and dumped him into Melbourne, and he's won the city over you know, instantly, wasn't it? Hats off to him; he's, yeah. he's done a great job. So, and so yeah, I think it's—it's not—it'll it, sound different mm. if anyone can do it. Maybe they can, and it's, you know, it's not my business. I've got to—we've got to run, run our own um, shop. Yep, but uh, and then. I feel very much for Lauren and Jace and Clint because they had a great product themselves. They were a very Melbourne product mm. and they were probably a cost consequence of having to write a bigger number and create an opportunity. So You do feel for them. You feel for them. And I, you know, I hope that they... Because their numbers were, were good too, weren't Yeah, they? and I hope they keep their act together and they land it somewhere um, else where it can work. SEN? No, it doesn't fit our format. To be fair, we're we're all locked and, and loaded. It's a it's a music, um, uh, lighter Melbourne format. So it it fits a FM format, and I hope they find a, a home for it. Yep. If, they, was, if they want to, that was a reasonably heavy sounding board, actually. It really was, don't Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything lighthearted to finish with? No. Nah. Nothing. Well, what, well, you got something for me? Uh, is there any carry on? Yeah. Oh, have you got a carry on? I haven't seen the carry-ons, but you can ask the question and we'll have a go. Where are we? Yep. Page four. Yep. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Whole options of carry Hit me with a few. So this, this, is, your, this is basically your, uh, your advice to travel. And here's the uh, stinger. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain. Uh, flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. In the unlikely event of having to use the evacuation slides, phone relay to pass. Craig's carry-on. All right, I'm going to combine, Hutchie. <laughs> Just reading down the list here. There <laughs> I haven't are, seen this. There's, so. a, there's a dozen questions we've got here. I'm going to combine two of them. Nick on email, Fenno from London. I'll combine yours. LAX has some horrendous queues. Hutchie, what are your tips for na- navigating through LAX as quickly as possible? And this is part of the uh, the double whammy, Fenno. I'm a frequent flyer to the States through JFK. What are your tips for navigating the nightmare immigration queues and advice for dealing with the hostility inevitably awaiting? Uh, how the hell do you get to the front of that queue? There's a lot of questions along those lines. Uh, go for it there from the States. Well, LAX for starters, it's about speed off the plane. <laughs> so you've got to put fast yards in early off the plane, right? <laughs> You can't get caught flat-footed. But that's okay from business class, Hutchie. What about no, the, the sitting, mere mortals are sitting, up in row 73B? If, if you're sitting in row 70, row 20, row 10 or row 1, yeah. 
Um, you've got it. It's all about the first 100, 200 metres. I look for, look I've look. i done that, but you can get to that bottom area and it's always hot down there. No, it is. And then you can be funnelled to an area you don't want to go to. And sometimes you are subjected to 90 minutes, two hours there, no matter what pace you reach there. Step one is to is to give you, put yourself in, like it's like, I think of it like a uh, Saturday in the supercast. Just give yourself the best spot on the grid. doesn't matter the grid's. You're, it's a hard, long way back on the grid. All you can do is your best on the grid. So your first time is important. That's things like this. Get yourself on the moving conveyor belt if you see it. Like make sure you get onto that at speed. Be prepared 15, 20 minutes out. Don't be looking for your shoes or your charger or your jacket or any of those things. Have all that done before you get off. Then when, you, when you're out, go. Don't. Be prepared to walk past people. A lot of people get falling that uncomfortable. Yeah. Bang, straight past them. <laughs> Put yards in. Then they've got that little awkward st- – oh, by the way, then there's a little area where there's st- 20 stairs down. You go down, down don't you, there? Or yeah. an escalator down. Yeah. Stairs are much quicker down and than the escalator. And it gets really hot no matter what time you're on the escalator. <laughs> the flat escalator is an attack. The downstairs escalator is an avoid. And don't go near that lift. Doesn't work. But then you get there, and get, there's usually one person trying to funnel a thousand then, people from three then, different planes. <laughs> when you get into the into the pit bull, into the bull yard, yep. then you got to assess, right? <laughs> if it's light on versus heavy, you got to have different strategies. Um, if it's a little heavy, it's always heavy. I'll... Try and play a role of authority and start ushering people yourself. <laughs> Come through here, guys, with me. I've got a group. <laughs> I've got a group. Right? If you can be seen to have a group. You get you build a little bit of power. It's very hard to unpick if you have got a group or you haven't. So just take take people with you. Uh, if it's light, uh, I always try and go deep, and 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 push through. If it's mid tier, get yourself in a wrong lane and 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 smile, be enthusiastic, try and build a relationship with the mid tier usher, and beg forgiveness at the front. And when you get to the front, I just. Plead ignorance and, and dumbness when you get caught. Yeah, when you get to the front too, by the way, you don't have to go to the customs person that you, that you're ushered into. You you do have some moves ahead there, which then does give you some options of not being in the right queue. Oh, it's it's rare you get sent back. I I find uh, JFK is a little different. That's a lottery because that one. you generally get landed a long way from the Yes. Yeah, you're normally like particularly if you're flying the way we fly which is in pretty low run airlines, you're back 70 70 bays. <laughs> what I always do then is try and find a trolley. Yeah, you know, someone who's going with the, you know, someone driving around. Well, you get one of them. Well, you ask because I reckon you What you, do you say you got a bad leg? So I've got a, you know, I'm not not moving as well as I like. <laughs> Could I get a lift? And I reckon about one in three, you get a lift. <laughs> a little beep. So you bet about 30, 40%. <laughs> you don't have to tell a lie to say, look, I'm they're, not. They're there for the people who actually need the Mochi. No, no, they're not there for people. So if, if, oh. I, if, if they were there for people, you wouldn't do it because you'd be taking someone else's right and privilege. They're there just to drive around and check on things. So and often they're having a. I find with those drivers, they're generally having a fairly boring day. So it'd be all about what sort of conversation you can add to. Do the, you sling them? Because in the states, is still a sling country, isn't it? They, I've, they like find a, like it twenty. They find it uncomfortable. Oh no, they don't. Well, I think airports are so well governed that they're already kind of oh, stepping yeah. out of their their lane a little bit, yeah, giving okay. you a lift. Right. Where was I? I got. I got I got a lift in. Oh, I was in London. I was in the wrong terminal in London, and I got I got a lift from Terminal Two to Terminal Three in one of those buggies. It was in, in, it was one of those things you should not have even asked someone to do. But if you really attack it with enthusiasm, yep. 
that the red tape in Australia wouldn't allow you to do that here. But, I'm, I'm going to do one more, seeing you wanted to do this today. Mitchell Scale. Tongue in cheek on these, by the way, as you know. No, you're not. Mitchell Scale, an email. And this is the PS. I'm going to read this to start. I've got to say, Craig's carry-on as a segment, I never thought I needed, but now I can't imagine my Tuesday yeah. without it. So here are the questions. I'm a go- This is from Mitchell. I'm a gold frequent flyer and have an upcoming trip with the missus and mother-in-law. Yep. Unfortunately, gold status only affords me the ability to take one guest to the lounge. What's the etiquette? Do I etiquette? What do I? A, sacrifice myself and give the lounge passes to the missus and the mother-in-law. This is the direct quote. Insist, uh, B, insist that they won't be able to get in without the gold card holder and let them fight it out for the guest pass or see forget the lounge altogether i'll go first yep rule forget it. the lounge altogether no I'd, that's the one i'd rule out <laughs> i knew you would because you've got to be prepared to lose a soldier once you've in got a to while. be prepared to try and yeah. talk your way through which even i've managed no. to do on one, on one of two occasions Hachi, in this situation but it's a serious this issue I'll, I'll tell you exactly how to handle that i'd, I'd have a team meeting very quick one yeah. i'd say listen i'm confident i can get the three of us in yeah. in the event that i don't we have to be prepared to lose a soldier and it'll be the mister. So I'm sorry, it's going to be on you. You'll be fine. I'll take uh, mother and Laurie in. We all we all align on the. That's what get, get, you got to get the group aligned on that strategy, right? And that's the precedence. Like I've got to be in. Wife's mother in law's got to be in. You don't have to be in. You could get them in and then hey, leave. Not, I'm going to explain to you the, the, the strategy. But what, first of all, we got to get alignment on the group because if someone shows weakness at the door, they prey on it. <laughs> they do. They do. They go. I'll oh, see. Even she doesn't want to come in. So look, you don't, you got to be aligned. And this is how it's going to go down. Yep. If we lose a soldier, you're the soldier, right? <laughs> Starters. Then go to the then. Go, then go to the 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 front of the of the lounge. Don't do it when it's otherwise there's two or three or four people behind you because the anxiety of the attendant is to deal with everyone. Yes. And you don't get a proper chance to run your racket. <laughs> so wait. If there's two or three other couples here, let them go. Yeah. So you've got like standalone contest. That goes contest. against your nature to, to let yeah, people in front bang, of you. You go through. Yeah. Then standalone contest. Right. Three of you versus the one of them, right? <laughs> you've got to, you got to actually get it down to the goal square. Then what I think you do is you run this. You say. <laughs> you, you, you're first and goal here. Name, is that right? There's a, a name tag. <laughs> so I say, uh, hey, Judy, or hey, John. Oh, you go the name. Uh, yeah. My name's Craig. Look, I wouldn't normally otherwise ask this, but it's a very important birthday anniversary or it's a very important wedding anniversary. They're celebrating their Hachi, 10th. you've got to present passports. So it wouldn't be a birthday if it wasn't a birthday. Oh, they, they expose well, that straight away. It's a very important anniversary. It's yeah. a very, well, you're talking about an international versus domestic. Domestic, you don't have to use passport. Anyway, I wouldn't normally ask this. It's a special <laughs> occasion. They're celebrating the time they met. So what I've, I wouldn't dare ask you, John or Judy, if the three of us could come in because, as, as you know, I've been flying with X Airline for 10 years and I know the rules because I do fly with you that's only two. So what I'm going to suggest is on this occasion, I'm happy not to come in. I'll ease out. You know, I've been a long customer. I've experienced this many, many times we've met before. If only I could let them in. Are they right behind you at this stage? They're or right, they're or right like there. 10 metres right away? They're right there. Right, okay. Puppy dog eyes. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> And united, they're not going to break. Oh, don't worry about me. Oh, they'll break. Because what breaks is if someone says, oh, look, don't worry about it. We'll yeah. just go back to the... That's what to, my mum would do. Yeah. So you got to get that. That's no, okay. I'll be right. You've got to pre-do that. <laughs> and then if you've already put yourself down as a sacrificial lamb, nine times out of ten, they say, look, oh, you, sh- you should be there with them. It's like, you don't ask for the three. You ask for the two non-you and you validate a real reason for it and you'll get through. <laughs> there you go, Mitchell. Okay. Actually, Mitchell, when you try this... Please let us know, probably be early next year when we get back to this show. Let us know how you went. That was a long Craig's carry-on when we're about to wrap the show up. That was uh, episode 44 of Series 8 on the sounding board. 
For drink wise, if you're choosing to drink, <laughs> choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Drinkwise.